So we all have a lot of things that hold us back, whether it may be expectations, culture, parents, whatever the case may be. We're hoping to be the space which can allow you to express those thoughts and have whatever conversations you need to. My name is Josue. My name is Idia. And this is Unmuted. Hi guys, um, welcome back. It's been a very long year so far, um, three months and counting, and it's so nice to be here again with David and Josue, um, shooting another episode of the Unmuted podcast. Yep. Yep. <laughs> what do you have to enter that way? You could have entered in a very nice way. Are you entering like that? I could have, but you know, you have to switch it up a little bit every now and then, you know? Mm. Guys, I brought back your favorite cute boy. Um, maybe he will have some things to share with us this year, but <laughs> <laughs> do you want to go first or should I go first? You can go. Okay. How how has your been your year been like so far? Because it's been it's been three months. Mm. Um, entering I already did the fourth month, which is April. So uh, the things have been a lot, and I've not been able to record. So what has it been like so far for you? It's been uh, it's been hectic. Mm. Uh, I mean, we're, we're in the same cohort, so we've we've been going through a lot of the same things, with uh, the the workload that is uh, that is coming on, uh, everything going on with uh, Griot Hub. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been hectic. It's been hectic. Yeah. Do you uh, want to break down hectic a little bit other than school? Because <laughs> other than school, how else can people relate with you other than the school aspect? What else of your life well, has been hectic? Uh, there's been school there's been work there's been uh love life um <laughs> uh, yeah relationally relationally i feel like it's chill but yeah love life has been a bit uh a bit here and there yeah but yeah how have your first uh first three months been um for me i would say that um a roller coaster mm-hmm up and down, but a very good one as well. Mm-hmm. So many things have happened, but then I've been learning lessons. I've been, um, you know, getting to understand myself much more better. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it has been a very good year so far. Because mm-hmm. one thing I'm learning is um, things, you know, the worst happens before the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, it hits, it, you know, pulls you down the struggles, but then in that moment, you know, when you're struggling sometimes and you're tired and you're frustrating and then you just carry your head up and you're like, wow, you know what? It's actually, it's actually really good. Mm. Yeah. So I, I did, think I'm liking it. Did, did you have people who made you realize that or is it something that was like just in your head? Like, oh. I don't think I can answer that question, but I think, um, if I have to answer the question, mm. it would be, one muting. come on now. Okay. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> um, it would be me slowly realizing that, mm. Those are the things I've been learning. Right. Okay, guys. If, if Jose wastes time to respond, no, he's trying to <laughs> he's trying to drink wine. <laughs> <laughs> he wants his purpose is to get drunk here so that he can talk. Because well, t- today's a some wine people episode. need help. Some people today's need a help. Wine ep- <laughs> no, no, today's a wine episode. Do you feel like you need help in talking? Like, not really, not really. But I think for for me, the 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 wine makes it more just open. Like even just sober, I can usually just talk light. Uh, but <clears throat> basically, the 
the the slight buzz just makes it yeah. less filtered. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. True. We actually have to make sure the conversations are not filtered. Mm. Apparently. Yeah, we Apparently. are. Yeah. Um. Okay. Let's let's try it. So we, add, we added we added a session of people confessing. Mm. Um. And hopefully something that we will start talking about in our next episode so people can confess to us mm-hmm. or share something they want us to talk about. Um, don't you think, okay, we should start by also sharing our confessions. That's something we should try ah. to set the pace <laughs> for our audience. Um, sure. Do you want to start? I mean, I could. Uh-huh, go okay. Ahead. My confession would be, guys, I think I fell in love. Ah. <laughs> ah. Um yeah, between 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 our last episode and now, that's something I feel like I've struggled with for a long time. So actually, tell if I love, like you know, so I've spoken about this before. Mm-hmm. What is love, and you know, how do you know you love someone? Right. I think I could finally give a definition of how it felt like to love somebody because, um, I felt a little bit of a buzz between these first three months, and I could say, um, I can finally tell that I'm in love with someone or I'd love someone before. Mm-hmm. Um, other than the way I'd felt with other people um, right. or with my friends as a whole. So I think, yeah, I fell in love. That's my confession. Ooh. Yeah, that's yours. <laughs> See, I know. I'm wondering if I know who it is. Ah, Mind your business. Mind your business. Is that besides the point? Is that besides the point? I don't, guys, you need to see the way I'm looking at Jose right now. Jose, don't try me. <laughs> you, the mic was passed to you for you to confess. Uh-huh. Confess your confession. Don't, uh-huh. don't, you have, well, all that can be said about mine has been said. Don't attack me. Just do your I'm, confession. I'm, I'm, I'm still going to ask you. Um, Please do. How, how did you, how did you know you were in love? Can you confess before I answer that question or something? No, you can, you can, you can, uh, you can answer as I think about my confession. Okay. So apparently you've not done anything that you... <laughs> yeah, not too crazy. Not too crazy. I think you just have a lot and you're, you're trying to know which one... Which one hits you, the best? <laughs> who puts you on the soft, you know, spot, which is which easy. Which one hits the best? Um, okay. Um, how I knew I was in love? I think... Because I, I saw the person differently. Mm-hmm. Um, I think especially in our age right now, when we think about love... There's always an intense emotion of wanting to, you know, do things sexual with the person right. and things like that. But for me, I feel like with this person, I saw it beyond. Like, how can I help this person? Um, how can I get to know this person better? And I feel like for me, it was the eagerness to want to be around the person to get to know them. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily in a sexual way, but then to know what hurts them, what they think about different things, what are their opinions, mm-hmm. um, how they want to go about life how we align and things like that. And I feel like that's a more matured way, if I'm allowed to say, mm-hmm. um, of thinking about what love is because I didn't define it only in one aspect, which is sexual. I think it's a conversation what I had before about the different forms of loving someone. Mm-hmm. Financial. Can you remember? The, let's, the, let's, the different forms let's of let's intimacy. Ourselves. There was like seven of them. Uh, it was like intellectual. Emotional. Emotional, sexual, sexual. financial, uh, spiritual. Yes, those spiritual. Then I can't remember the other two. Yeah, they were either. a bit, you know, um, social. There was social as well. I think was it? Was well, social? I can't remember them, but those those are the ones I remember. Okay, okay. But then when we remember, I think we can work on that as well. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think we just know the person on those different levels, mm-hmm. and realizing that loving someone in a sexual form should actually be the last way. Mm. So I wanted to really get into a person's mind and know what they are. 
mm-hmm. um, get to understand them. I feel like that's something that I've not necessarily done with other people where I could say I love. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, I mean, I love like the other sex for right. some reason. Other than my friends. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's that's one way that I can put it that I knew that I was in I was in love. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Cute. <laughs> <laughs> Cute. Mm, yeah. Huh. I'm waiting okay. for yours. You want mine? I want yours. Okay, my confession. Uh forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. Um what's my confession? <laughs> Guys. Cause like I need to pick out Wait. one that is. <laughs> what have you been doing all this time? <laughs> <laughs> now, David and I are eager to know what your confession is, and please uh-huh. don't give us something like, "Oh, I'm passing, <laughs> I've been passing my grades, or I got a new job." No, we don't want, we don't want such. Give us something. Uh huh. you want something juicy. Yeah. Um. I was. Well. <laughs> I was unmute, unmute, unmute. I was hold up, hold up. I'm finishing this edit. I was the cause of relationship breaking up. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, I wish I had like a better South African voice to do that. You know, this is like. women do that too yeah we also do, i think they do it everywhere in africa basically because in Cameroon, i think it's a trap that does it as well mm. yeah wow yeah can we take a minute no a minute can we take like two or three seconds if it permit us to just have like a moment of a silence a moment of silence for the, for relationship. the broken relationship <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. so let's 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 give them a minute or two yeah that's enough i did, what do you mean a minute or two a second or two let me a take it you had yours let me have mine ah, go ahead. Wow, Josue. Yeah. What happened? Ah. See, that would, that would be going into too much detail. Me, I went into detail. <laughs> uh, well, there was... Uh, I'm going to start speaking like Jada Pinkett Smith. Uh, I don't know who that is, but it's okay. Uh, the, the people know. Okay. Uh, there was uh, an entanglement. Mm. I was August. And... Uh, Jada and Will didn't work out. Hmm. Hmm. That's that's the that's the law of it. But maybe we'll wait till people listen to this podcast and they'll tell me. Yeah. What what, what you said? Because uh-huh. I personally have not understood. So basically, okay. will not. So here's 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 what I was, okay. You know Will <coughs> mm-hmm. Smith. Yeah, I know Will Smith. Oh. His wife. Yeah. Jada. Ooh. And then there oh, was, it's okay. Uh-huh. There was a thing. I knew. With Jada. I knew. I, 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 I remember. Uh-huh. I remember. Ooh, uh-huh. ooh. There you go. There you go. That one. I remember now. That one there. <laughs> wow, just way you're wicked. Ooh. Well, we know this. This this is not news. Is it? This is not news. To all. Uh, to the world. For your listening, just so you know. Yes. <sighs> okay. Um. Yeah. <laughs> that was a lot of taking, guys. Um, I don't know. Why, why do you seem taken aback by that? I mean, I'm just wondering how it would have felt like for the guy. Mm. Um, you know, but there's always okay. There's also I saw the sentence of if you're not married to the person, then someone else is still allowed to, you know, what snatch is, is them. Like, uh, don't let your boyfriend uh, stop you from 
meeting your, your husband. husband. Yeah, your <laughs> soulmate. Yeah. <laughs> but now I also realize now, you know, sometimes for we as girls, we request things, but then we don't know as well that those things as well. Boys can request for them. Mm. Yeah. People get broken out here a lot. True. Although, okay, do you think, I've actually, so I've wondered this. Yeah. Do you think guys get over, do you think guys or girls get over a heartbreak quicker than the other? Oh, I think girls get over a heartbreak faster than boys. Mm. Why do you think that is? Um, I think for us girls, we go through all the period of what like you know, um, pain. I know mm. that the, the different studies of pain. Can yeah. we name them? Do we know them? Can we name them? I don't know them. But I think that around um, I think there is the acceptance. No, no, acceptance talking like, about like stages of grief. Yeah, there is. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> that, I think that's it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like denial. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then acceptance. So, I know there's like more than that. Four, yeah, like, there's more. Like that. four or five or something like mm-hmm. that. And I think girls go through that mm-hmm. where the, uh, you can literally tell if you're close to a girl, you can tell that, okay, she'll first of all do all the things, cry, you know, it pains her and everything. And then before you realize, she's like, you know what, she's refusing that the thing has happened. Yeah. And then she tries to act like, you know, I've moved past this thing. And then he hates her again. And then she tries mm-hmm. to attack you. Then when she sees her attacking you, it does not work. Then she's like, okay, fine. You know what? I have to accept this. Mm-hmm. And I feel like for for guys, um, also because their feelings have been, they've been taught to lock up their feelings. Mm-hmm. They just walk as if nothing has happened. Mm-hmm. I think that for everything that has to do with pain, you have to address it. Mm-hmm. Not the rest of the world. You as an individual, you have to address that pain and be like, you know what? Go ahead, friend. This is how I feel. This is how these things are. Yeah, and even if you don't necessarily have a conversation with the person, you at at least you you understand that you're in a period where you're going through pain, mm-hmm. and the whole idea is I want to walk through this pain, but I want to be better at the end of it all. Mm-hmm. So I think guys, mm-hmm. guys don't get over it as fast as girls do. What mm-hmm. do you think? <clears throat> what do you think? I. I know, okay, people are different, yeah. but I think generally speaking, girls slash women tend to get over a heartbreak much quicker than guys do. Mm. And it's been, <laughs> it's been theorized <laughs> that it is an evolutionary thing. So like, uh, if you think about olden times, yeah. um, you had basically wars that are going on and then people are taking over a city, a country, a town, whatever the case may be. And they kill, the first thing they do is kill the men and the boys because they don't want an army who can rise up against the the new order. And then the women now need to have, need to be able to survive. Mm -hmm. So basically they kind of fall out of love with the people who are dead. Mm. And then now they're falling in love with the new people. So that's why like, that's the evolutionary explanation of that. Um, I do think. Okay, I think it's part. Can of I that. can I quickly stop you and just scream this thing that my friend at most told me? So it's like, girl, why are you always in survival mode? And I'm like, true, true. What do you mean by true? Not just you, but I think a lot of a lot of women are in survival mode. Like, like they live consistently like, in survival on a survival mode. mode. Like I'm really, I'm just gonna survive. Like why? Okay, continue. Because there's nothing else to do. I guess. Well. Yeah, there's more to do, but I don't know. You, I mean, it's hard to see it. But. Before we come back, just finish your yeah. train on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so before thing. we go on that tangent, so 
that's part part of it. And then I think it has to do with the support system around that tends to be around women. So mm. um and of course this also comes down to personal preference. Yeah. But I think uh girls we usually have a robust support system around them. So like they'll have the girls and then it's like oh when they get heartbroken Oh, we need to go out. Da, 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 da. Let's let's drink some wine at home and eat ice cream. And that's and not how I go through heartbreak, guys. I actually, <laughs> I literally walk through it like nothing is happening. But that's that's why I said that's, people, that's why I said people so. are different. So for guys, generally speaking, we're more about feeling the heartbreak on our own yeah. and dealing it, dealing with it. That's ourselves. me. So are you trying to say I'm a guy or something? No, that's what I'm saying. Like people are different. So okay. it could be that some girls don't necessarily do the quote-unquote girly thing yeah. and some guys don't do the guyly thing. So, um, yeah, for guys, we're more about like staying isolating mm-hmm. and going through that pain and basically allowing ourselves to like work through it ourselves before we go back to the, the public. Mm-hmm. That's what I see tends to happen and that's probably why um, girls get over heartbreaks quicker mm-hmm. because if you have a support system around you, it's kind of like, basically, think of the heartbreak as a loss. Yeah. And you are compensating for the loss by filling other parts of your life. But if you don't do that, then you still feel that loss. And in a way, it's compounded. So you feel it more strongly. Yeah. So I think that's why girls get over heartbreaks quicker than guys. What if we also say because girls are just beings that want to be happy? And Everyone want to be wants loved. to be happy. I mean, people want to be happy. Say guys don't want to be happy. I mean, guys want to be happy, but how many guys out there really want to be happy? Because you think about it, even the whole... I was also as just cheating and flirting and being uh, a womanizer and things. Do you think that makes you happy? Because it's a conversation I'm having with someone like that. I'm like, you know, that at the end of the day, happiness is not about the things that a lot of people know about you. Mm-hmm. Happiness are those, like, those tiny moments when you probably... Um, figured out how to use your gas or new gas. Yeah. Happiness is like you having a technique in the way you close the door. Yeah. Or when you're, you know, when your hand is full and then you want to close the door, you use your leg. Mm-hmm. Just to use like a very minute thing that can be common with all of us. You know, tiny things like that. Or the rain, the rain not meeting your dresses outside, you pulling them out as fast as you can. Mm-hmm. You know, things, those tiny things you get mm-hmm. that nobody else gets to see. Nobody, it's not, it's not weighed or measured according to the eyes of other people. Yeah. It just fulfills you in that moment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's something that you can actually be like, you know what? I could do this by myself. Mm-hmm. That's happiness. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> okay, if I can explain, for me, I feel like one of my most happy moments is when I put on socks and I hang my leg in the air. Mm-hmm. You get, just, they're just floating. Uh-huh. And someone else will find that a very weird thing that how would I how would that make me happy? Mm-hmm. But then when I'm happy, I either just move my body around or when I think about it, I'm happy to what on my bed I just raise my legs up and I'm and I'm shaking them and I'm just looking at them. That mm-hmm. makes me really happy. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I think that when I look at some boys out here, I'm like, not boys, men. Because you know, some men out here, I'm like, why? Why you be doing things that we can't define? Happy. Yeah, which goes to show that. You know what, men out here really, because there's this thing of men start cheating, especially after they've been heartbroken. The man is always not, not necessarily always a flirt. Say they break his heart, then he's like, you know what, I want to revenge. So basically, if we say women are living their whole life in survival mode, men are living their whole life in revenge mode. 
Why? Here's, here's why. So why? I, I had this conversation <laughs> with someone. Yeah. And it's basically that when someone gets heartbroken, their immediate response is to go cold. Mm. And cold usually means that you're just not on, talking to the person on the streets. Yeah. Well, not talking to the person but then also on the streets, yeah. right? On road. Um and basically we had a whole conversation around um people who go cold. Yeah. It's a survival ball. Is it a survival mechanism? I guess it's kind of like a survival mechanism. It's kind of like, okay, I've been hurt before. Yeah. I was hurt by this person. Yeah. And because of that, I can't trust anyone else. So like I can't trust myself to anyone else. And so I'm going cold and just doing being on road. Mm. So it's not necessarily I don't think it's necessarily that uh well, I guess for some people actually being on on road is actually what is like making them happy because for example like they just like flirting they like the the whole like going out phase and yeah. all that um but for people who have been heartbroken and then after they start uh basically just doing their thing then generally speaking it's just it's a survival mechanism for like okay i've been hurt yeah cuz if you think about like being heartbroken or i guess being in a relationship and then uh like being rejected yeah quote unquote is it's really an attack on your identity on who you are because yeah. you've shown this person who you really are at your purest yeah and at some point they were like yeah i don't want this anymore mm. and uh as a human you take that very very seriously because sure. that's like bro you've your shitting on who i am really yeah and it's i don't know it's i feel like it's to me in my head it makes sense as an instinct for you to go into a mode where you're like i'm not going to do that with anyone else like it makes sense to me in my head as as a person not necessarily that i do it yeah. but like just as a i don't know just as a put yourself in their shoes mm-hmm. you've just been rejected by someone you loved and you shown you showed to them your truest form yeah. and they were like at the end of it all they were like yeah no i don't want this hmm i think Do, don't you think you could go cold if okay say you fell you you told me you fell in love yeah yeah so imagine that person you develop that thing for maybe 6 months yeah okay let's make it longer <laughs> a year Yeah. You've shown them who you really are. But generally speaking you are pretty like you show everyone who you are, but yeah. the deepest part I show everyone who I am. What? Like don't. not everything, but like you show up Just authentically. Just to be honest, yes. You show up authentically. Yeah. So now imagine you show that person your deepest parts of yourself and then you reach a point where you're like this. Can I be honest before we complete? Mm. I think it's that I found it very difficult to show myself to this person. Really? Because yeah. Because I think also it depends on how the person was able, like also um, not the person let's say me pre thoughts on or oh, what would this person think mm-hmm. um, and all of that I think it was difficult for me to show who I am and it was more of like you know what I want to be vulnerable but I don't want to be vulnerable I think that's also maybe one of the things that um, ah. <laughs> Ah uh, guys okay it's becoming intense hard realizations <laughs> I know 
<laughs> but then it's also one of the things that I feel like um went wrong. Okay. Cause for me, I was like not making it clear from the beginning that you know what, yeah, um, I might like you, but I don't want something. Okay. You get. And also me liking you doesn't mean that we have to be a thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of things oh sometimes people also get that feeling of um if this person said to me they like me, mm-hmm. that means they want something functional right now. Mm-hmm. And I think for me it's always about the fact that um being vulnerable to people can come out in different ways. Right. You can be vulnerable I'm vulnerable to you, you're my friend. Mm-hmm. And there are parts about me that you know that other people don't know. But then I can't be vulnerable with you the same. Like there's not much expectation of vulnerability um in the same way that my partner would be asking right. for. Yeah. And I think that's something that we take differently mm-hmm. in that that person gets to see a part of you or you know, op- basically I think people will tend to have to share that emotion, we'd have to um unravel certain things that have existed with, with, with you before. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot. And sometimes when you're acting with these with, with these things you don't know that you're going through them or your like your action is based on something that has been a system for you maybe right and i think for me now the whole aspect of survival mode that was what i felt because i was like i've been in survival mode for a long time and feel that i have to live up to particular expectations so with this person i was so scared to just say this is why i am this mm-hmm. are my mistakes this is what i'm not good at doing this is what i'm good at doing or you know what i can be like you know the whole thing where this is what I probably would want to appear as. I mean, why am I using these things up? For example, let's let me let me go. Would you say you were afraid to unmute? <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, we'll kick Josie out of the studio right, <laughs> right now. Right now, I'm just gonna kick Josie out of this space. Josie, allow me to talk. <laughs> but then, okay, let me be truthful. Uh-huh. Um, what was I talking? What was my train of thought? Okay, being vulnerable. Right. I think as a Christian, there's this standard that has been set for us mm-hmm. where it's more of, okay, not standard has been set for us. It's more of like, as a Christian, you sometimes you have to understand, you get you battle with the understanding of why do I don't have to do these things before marriage or right. why I don't have to involve yeah. myself in certain things. And I think it takes a long time to get to know who you are, who you are in Christ and um, the importance of you figuring out why you have those limitations, why you have those things. Right. I won't think of them necessarily as limitations, but I think of them as, as like guidelines. Mm-hmm. And I find a lot of my friends as well watching to like um big Christians ask me, how do you cope with the whole idea of no sex before marriage? Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's a very common phenomenon with every person who not every person, every Christian girl, basically. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't think the Bible tells you that oh if you've had sex it's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. It just tells you that there's a reason why it tells he tells you not to have sex. Mm-hmm. And I think being vulnerable with this person is also saying that, you know what, I do want to have sex. You get, mm-hmm. I want to be able to like be intimate with you as well. But then there's a reason to why I don't want to have sex. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it gets what, um, more complicated than we can explain. Mm-hmm. It's getting, when you have sex <coughs> with someone, it's not just about you and that person in the moment now. It's about every other thing that has to do about you. And I think we've had this conversation about how sex is really just about you getting to know that other person, you get, where, if you if if someone I, I think I saw this thing somewhere, I listened to it, um around around the whole thing of um a you know, a relationship with someone being, you know, having like having sex with someone. Mm-hmm. It's like taking a blank sheet of paper and giving someone to write on it. Right. At the end of the day, whoever you end up with 
gets a paper that um they cannot necessarily read on or whatever they write on it you can't read mm-hmm. because no matter how much effort that person makes now you're comparing them to so many other people that have existed before mm-hmm. in your life mm-hmm. like oh this person i met before could do this this person yes. i met before could do this and there's this whole thing of i think i've made a person like um but just trying to go back to the topic that we're talking about mm-hmm. it's how um you know being on the streets um is a very is defined differently to people mm-hmm. yep. so one saying being on the street after how that had big example go back to um i want to date many more people right. or i want to be reserved to myself or just focus on my own things and i feel that for me especially i don't know exactly because that's not that's not a conversation that we necessarily really had had but i feel like the cover, the, the relationship would have moved forward if i had done what i you know I was talking about this but then if there was more of a sexual intimacy involved in it but then my fear with with relationships starting with the whole um sexual intimacy thing is then what because i think it's more of at in the, in the morning when you wake up you want to be able to have a tangible conversation with this person you want to know what makes them happy that's how the other things flow right so if we base our relationship just on sex then what else like i don't want like i want as i feel like for me as a Christian, i want my relationship to start off on a place where um we want to know each other mm-hmm. i want to know who we are and who we are in christ mm-hmm. and then build on that mm-hmm. i think it's, it it forces my next question of um asking you mm-hmm. around um what do you think of um of love or relationships is it what is being defined as like it just happens or it's what you make of it do you feel like you have control as to who works uh, works in and out of your life do you have control of that mm-hmm. do you have control of who you fall in love with do you have control of who you like and do you have control of who actually remains with you in terms of i want to keep staying in love with this person okay see i am i am uh <laughs> i am admittedly a weirdo in the sense that I are you or is just like being called a weirdo both guys <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just like being, he, he just <laughs> take this from me i'm his friend and jose rejects me as his friend just know that it's a lie because i've said this thing jose is my friend jose likes being different he enjoys when you know that he's different he he feeds off that he likes it so don't <laughs> give him <laughs> don't give him that 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 it's like his that guilty pleasure don't give him the satisfaction don't because <laughs> he likes it he likes when he likes when his point of view is completely different from yours so guys don't give him that don't for my sake please please you haven't, you haven't even heard why <laughs> okay fine fine i'll listen to you so here's here's why i that loving is actually active listening so i have to actively listen nah, yeah. so here's here's why i say that i tend to hold views which are on both sides of the spectrum in a lot of different areas of life. Mm-hmm. So in this I do believe both are true. So you can have both love in your life mm. which you choose. So wait, you got eat your cake and have it. <laughs> I don't know that's that why I said I swear. Facts. Facts. Mm-hmm. So uh so you can have love be something that you control and also something that you don't control and it just like happens to you. Mm-hmm. So, here's why. I think the initial uh the initial building of it mm-hmm. generally speaking probably happens without you realizing. 
or without you controlling it. Yeah. It's like, oh, you meet this person, y'all you don't even think too much about them. It's just like, oh yeah, there's just yeah. a person in my life. Yeah. And then eventually it's like, oh shit, like I actually love this person. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. And that's how it develops. But then <clears throat> for you, I mean, I would say for me and even for a lot of other people. Because for me, when I see you, I know that I can like you. I can just see you. I'm like, oh, what? Mm, like, what is... Well, I mean, like, like as in... You. Okay, I Not can like. love you. I, can, and he's, I feel like for me, I'm always the person I'm like, I can see him like, mm-mm, this boy is fine. So he'll really be telling his friends, this girl be my dear. I'll say, I'm pretty. <laughs> <laughs> because, bro, I can't tell. Like, I'm like, mm, fine, man, you know? Okay, fair enough. I guess it's for me. For me, I can't usually because I don't. My first inclination is not to think like, "Could I love this person?" It's mm. more just like, "Oh yeah, kind of fine." She got, she got yash. Say that like, say that like. Yeah, yeah, me. Unmute, yeah, unmute. She got yash. She got a little something. Feel free. Yeah, you know what I mean. So that's my. What you say that? Well, how you say that in Kenyaranda? Uh, I don't want to say that. I don't want to get cancelled. <laughs> Why? Cancelled by the radio. Basically, you'd say like, oh, uh, I don't know why on muting. <laughs> why are you, why the, are the you? The are going to come for me. Anyway. It's not the whole reason. I mean, at the end of the day, when you say your mind, people always come for you. True, true, true. I mean, there's something I could have said as well, but then, it's just for my peace of mind, for the person's peace of mind as well. But yeah, people always come for you when you see your trip. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. So yeah, um, that's my first thought. It's not like, oh, I could love this person because love to me at least is something that would take a while to build. Yeah. So cool. They're just there in my life because, I mean, you notice everyone. It's like, oh, you can notice, oh, she's, she's got nyash in like 50 <laughs> different people in a day. You yeah. Know? So it's not something crazy. And then... it's differently for you. It doesn't for me. So like, it's all like... Everybody's the same. I I noticed this, yeah. So... uh, No, like, so everybody's the same. No, no, no. Let me me, me explain. So... I'm a bit offended, girls. I'm a bit offended for you. Hold up, hold up. Let me finish. Let me land. So I've noticed this with, like, someone will comment about someone else being like oh super pretty or super beautiful super handsome and like i will i will notice it yeah but it won't be like crazy to me where i'm like oh my god she's so beautiful like she's so pretty no like i'll notice it i'll be like yeah she's pretty but it's not that's just a look you you find a default in everything no no no, it's not that it's not that and this is me speaking as your friend Guys, I don't know how Josue is a graphic designer and how he designs for people because there's always something wrong that Josue points out. Uh, it could not, be better for him. It's okay. always like it could be better in this sense. It's in sense, don't be that kind on. of. Dad, in this sense, please. it's not that. In this sense, it's not that. It's more just. I've seen a hundred other pretty girls. I've seen a hundred other beautiful girls. You are not special just because you're beautiful. <laughs> I am special because I'm beautiful, Josue. Like. I mean, I'm speaking for the other girls. Yeah. <laughs> you're special in your own way, but to me, you're not special because you're beautiful. Don't, point, don't point me as you. Not you. I'm not pointing at you. Because you know I hit the all pro- the classes. The, the proverbial you. Don't involve me. In so your that's things. that. Yeah. So then, you have this person and then they start getting into your life. They may be your friend and you talk a bit here and there. And then, I think that's where the love can develop. 
Mm. Unexpected because you just see them as like, oh yeah, they're just a friend. Yeah. Then it develops. And then what I think is from there, that's when it start it stops being an accidental love and yeah. being a an intentional love. Like from there, yeah. kind of like maybe if you've developed for like three months, six months, from that point is because it starts actually being harder Should to love this person. Even have a time frame for love, as well. Well, I'm like estimating. So like, I would say like six months is probably where you've stopped being like in the, like, you know, yeah. like the, the childish see, love, yeah. you know? Uh, and then from that point is where it stops. It starts being intentional and being like, okay. But shouldn't we be intentional from the beginning? From the beginning. Because I think that's also something that I think I weigh a lot on. When I want to be with someone, I think I need to consider the fact that where are we going to, what are we doing, why are you in my life? Mm-hmm. Because I have so many other friends that, you know, we talk, we do other things, you know. But yeah. the question is, what makes you different? And how are we building towards that place where it clearly differentiates to that people that, you know what, this person is different. And I think it's very, very, very important to set intentionality with the person from the beginning. Childish should be <laughs> somewhere in the middle, you know, so that it can be fun. You know, we play around with jokes, but be here's intentional. Why, here's why I say it now. Okay. To me, the, the intentional love yeah. requires me to know that we have the same or like a similar vision or a complementary vision. Mm. Basically, either a vision or values, basically. So, we realize that we're both working towards something where we feel like we can both support each other yeah. or we can work together towards. Yeah. That's what I think an intentional love to me is. Mm. So for me to get to that point, it's not just something where like in the beginning I make it, I make it right. Well, like I make it known yeah. because I need to first, I kind of first need to figure you out. I first need to know if, uh, like being around you. I first need mm. to know if I like uh, certain things that you like or things that you like to do, like if I don't mind them. Yeah. And then from there, then we can go and go into something deeper and be like, oh yeah, what are your goals for life? Like, what yeah. do you want to do that are here and there? And then we can say, okay, boom. Now let's. Now I'm, I'm ready to be intentional <clears throat> with you. Yeah. Let's move forward. Can I just say, I think also intentional love can be on different levels. Mm-hmm. That's something that I think we need to also clear out on this podcast because a lot of people as well have that assumption because they see us out of the um, whole, you know, podcasting together most of the times, in pictures, cozy, and things like that. They really, really assume that, okay, fine, this we're in a relationship. I think we need to clear that up that intentional love as well could even be with your friends. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you clearly want to tell the person who is your friend that this is who I am, um, so that friendship and this Absolutely. is what we want to achieve as friends. Mm-hmm. I think that's also what maybe distincts the both of us from, um, you know, give, giving people that feel because it's more like with me and you, we said it straight that, okay, yeah, we're friends and this is why we want to be each other's friends and these are the things that we want to be able to get to know from each other and learn from each other. And I also like the fact that we really set our boundaries straight and it hasn't necessarily been crossed in any way before. Yeah. And I think people need to also understand that in terms of, Love being intentional can be in different forms. Intentional in terms of friendship, in terms of relationship, even family. It has to be said clearly that, you know what, this is the extent yeah. to which um, we exist. These are my boundaries with you. This is how we function. This is how things happen. Yeah. Putting those things in place does not mean that the love is so strict or something. I think mm. I think I was saying this to someone that the other day that um, 
when freedom is given a lot to people, they they do the most with it. Mm-hmm. I think that like every yeah, when you have freedom, sometimes freedom is truthfully not good because when you give someone a lot of freedom, what they do with it in every system, whether you talk about it in government, you talk about it in business, you talk about it in love or friendship or just you know anything, when you give someone a lot of freedom, and freedom sometimes could even be in just the laxity in which they know about your availability, yeah. the way you know that you care about them. Sometimes when you give, sometimes I feel now I understand why sometimes people prefer not to show that they really care about you, but they care about you. Yeah. But it's more of like, can we put those those whole ideas of um, intentions with the people that we are with? It could be friends, it could be classmates, it could be facilitator students, it could be anything, even your, your, I think even in the job space, your boss, being able to tell your boss that um, this is the extent to which, you know, we are friends. Because mm-hmm. you can't be working in space with someone who, you know, they should talk with. So this is yeah. the excellent. There are certain jokes you can't make, there are certain jokes I can make. Mm-hmm. There are things that we cannot have. Or if it goes to this direction, this is what I actually mean and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a good way to, for us to close up the first, you know, comeback episode because <laughs> I was going to ask you, um, something around you know, but then I think we can we can we can leave it at that point. Yeah, we can put it to the next episode. We can put it to the next episode because it's a very it's a very important question. I think we have to talk about. Yeah. In terms of you know love, but all yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Right. It was it was, it was nice episode. having you again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I think I, I realized that I lowkey okay. You missed I'll, this. I'll, I'll be, no, 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 I'll be honest. You missed this. Hold up, hold up. Let you me missed. Let, <laughs> let me David, lie. David, I think let he me lie. David, I let think at the end of it, don't you think he misses this? He he misses being let on me, the on the podcast. Let me land. He, let he, me he land. wants to record. So, I think like in January. Yeah. Because it, it was kind of like oh you know, uh, first the the year has started and yeah. it's kind of like people are getting into everything that they're doing and it's kind of like super fast paced. Yeah. That first month. Yeah. Like month and a half, I was like, "Yeah, no, I ain't trying to be talking like that." To yeah, be honest. true, true. So like, I've had enough time to now be like, "Yeah, now I actually now I'm to. ready to talk. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm ready to be talking now." Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's good to be back. Hi guys, um, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Just to remind you that unmuted is a space for us to talk about the things that are normally not spoken about. For us, we are unmuting conversations, especially that happen in our life. Mm-hmm. But then be reminded that on our um, social media platforms right now, we have um, a link where you could quick, quickly just share something you want us to talk about, something you want to know more about us. It could be about business. It could be about love. It could be about family, education, different things. Give us a challenge to talk about those things. Also, feel free to leave a confession and we would definitely want to hear want what, some juicy confession. Exactly. Something that you want to share. It doesn't always have to be about, you know, sexual things. Mm-hmm. It could be something as, oh, I stole from someone or <laughs> I want to be a thief, you know, in the tiny things. But we look forward to having you in our next ah, episode. Being a thief is a tiny thing. Ah, mad. I mean, <laughs> tiny, like people don't think about it that way. But yeah. See you in the next episode. See you in the next episode. This was Unmuted. Remember next time, When you walk into a room, unmute.